0: And now, coming to you from the classiest radio station on the air, this is Evie Breitbach with Midweek Musings. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Midweek Musings. My name is Evie Breitbach. I'm a sophomore student at St. Ambrose University, and welcome to my podcast. If you read the title or saw the logo, you would know that this week we're doing things a little bit differently, but we'll get into that in a few minutes. For now, I'm currently filming this at 9 at night on a random Tuesday, which is actually boding well for the theme of this episode. (laughs) Last week, you heard me talk about forgiveness, and honestly, that was a little bit more preachy than I usually am. But I hope that we were still able to have an interesting dialogue that helped you think in new ways, because isn't that the goal of this podcast? I haven't even talked about the goal of this podcast. (laughs) Usually, on Midweek Musings, we talk about a controversial or philosophical question that remains unanswered by most people and sometimes we come to a conclusion and learn a lot and sometimes we rediscover that certain questions are unanswerable so this week we're starting something new this episode, is going to be published on the first week of October, and so that means it's time for a brand new miniseries that I'm calling Midweek Mysteries. <laughs> for the rest of October, I'm going to be reading and discussing terrifying, chilling, and sometimes inexplicable stories that have really happened. So let's not sit back and relax. Sit back and don't relax, because as usual, this podcast will keep you up at night, but this time, it's not going to be because your mind is spinning, oh no, no, no. It's gonna be because you are too scared to sleep. This week, we're going to tell the story of something very close to home, for me, literally. The story of Edinburgh Manor. To understand the history of Edinburgh Manor, we should go back to 1850. A building was constructed in Jones County, Iowa, which is where I am from. It was constructed as a comfortable retreat for lazy, able-bodied, and willing dependent applicants. Poor farms were common those days. The idea was that the poorest people would be provided with shelter and food in exchange for labor. The problem was that not only the poor people were taken in, disabled and elderly people who had no family were taken in as well, and they were forced to share their residence with incurable, insane people. Quote, inmates, as they were, were referred to, were discharged and left the facility, but most of the residents died at that farm. The dead were released back to their families. If a deceased person had no family or wasn't accepted, he or she was buried in the pauper cemetery on the property. There are rumors that some bodies were buried on other spots of the estate. The poor farm was eventually closed and even demolished in 1910. This was the period in which Edinburgh Manor was built. Construction was completed in 1911, then it opened its doors to the insane, disabled, poor, and elderly once more. Edinburgh Manor was in operation until 2010. By then, it was stated that the manor was unsuitable for inhabiting any longer. The patients were transferred to a new hospital and Edinburgh Manor was abandoned. Later, plans were made to turn it into a bed and breakfast, but too much work had to be done to make the property safe again. The new owners, Cindy and her husband, wanted to restore the property back to its former glory. While they were working on it, they experienced strange occurrences. In 2012, they decided to open the facility for paranormal overnight stays and daytime tours. Edinburgh Manor is rumored to be one of the most haunted buildings in the Midwest, perhaps even in the entire country. Of course, the documented deaths are one of the reasons why there is so much paranormal activity. But don't forget that asylums and places similar to the manor, as it is often referred to, weren't a happy place overcrowding, lack of personnel, people being restrained in order to manage them, even sexual assault. These are just a few of the issues that made the management decide to shut it down in 2010. The ghosts of Edinburgh Manor don't only walk the corridors at night. During the daytime tours, people have heard giggling, footsteps, and even seen full body apparitions. There are many recorded EVPs and Edinburgh Manor's website even holds some ghost pictures you can watch. A couple of ghosts have been identified, so let's look at them. The first floor of Edinburgh Manor is haunted by several spirits. One of the spirits is that of a sweet and playful girl. She's singing, laughing, and running down the hallways. She likes playing with toys in room 106. She's been named Susie, and she told some paranormal investigators that she was just... dropped off there. The second spirit on this floor is that of a man. He resides in 121 and has been seen walking down to room 108. It is believed that this man committed suicide in what is presently known as the janitor's closet he hung himself from a sheet from the inside doorknob. On the second floor, while the current owner spent night in room 200, he felt as if someone was squeezing his big toe. Later, when his nephew and a friend investigated the room, they got an interesting EVP saying, I grabbed you. A woman dressed in a white dress has been seen at the top of the stairwell quite often. She disappears when people see her. A white mist was seen near the ceiling at the exact same location. In room 204, a toy fire truck has been seen moving all on its own. The basement of Edinburgh Manor is haunted by two male ghosts. One of them is the ghost of a tall man wearing a brown cowboy hat and a long duster coat. The basement doors leading to a staircase have the tendency to open and slam shut on their own. The owner's dog is also drawn to the lower floor's staircase for some reason. The most famous resident ghost resides in the basement. He's nicknamed the Joker but he's not as innocent as his name sounds. He touches people, leaving marks on them, and tends to throw dishes to the floor in the basement dining room. The Joker has been described as a tall, slender man with a crazy smile on his face. He wanders between rooms, but is most often seen in the padded room. He is believed to have committed suicide in this room by hanging himself, and perhaps, That's why people have trouble breathing when they enter the basement. So I guess the question is, is all of this evidence pointing to the fact that there are really ghosts haunting Edinburgh Manor only 20 minutes away from where I grew up? Or are all of these people collectively seeing the same thing But it's not a ghost. If it's not a ghost, what could it be? I'm gonna break character now because (laughs) I have been reading in my scary voice for much too long and I need to discuss the findings from this. You know, I need to discuss my opinion about the ghost stories, okay? So, whenever I hear about something like this, well, first of all, let's give credit to where I got that information from because a lot of it was word for word. It was from The Little House of Horrors, which is a little website that discusses, discusses various hauntings throughout the world. It's actually pretty interesting. A big question, obviously raised by this, is are ghosts real? And I personally don't really believe in ghosts, but when I hear about something like this where a lot of people have all experienced the same thing, um, it really makes me start to question that. The fact that they were able to go in there and get EVPs saying, like, what the ghosts were saying. An EVP is an electronic voice phenomenon, which is, like, a basically a technological way to, fi- to hear what a ghost is saying when ghost hunters go out looking for these things, which is questionable to me because it's like, how could any sort of technology pick up a ghost's voice? I'm not really sure. I like, in the month of October, I like to believe in ghosts because it's more fun that way, but- so, normally I would not say that I believe in ghosts, but stories like this make me question that belief, especially during the month of October, because it's honestly more fun to believe in ghosts, and if I have the chance to come back as a ghost and haunt somebody, I'm definitely going to believe in that chance. But is there actually, like, any scientific proof that proves that ghosts might exist? I'm not even gonna bother discussing the reasons that they might not, because that's just too boring. It's like reason, common sense, science, like we know that there's plenty of proof that they wouldn't exist, okay? But what is the proof that ghosts may, and any off chance, exist? Apparently Einstein's laws might prove that. Um So Albert Einstein said that energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only change from one form to another. When we are alive, we have electrical energy in our bodies. And what happens to the electricity that was in our body causing our heart to beat and making our breathing possible? It's pretty simple. When a person dies, the energy in their body goes to the environment. When a human dies, the energy stored in his or her body is released in the form of heat and transferred into the animals that eat us. Wild animals if we are unburied, or worms, are activity, well, worms or bacteria if we are, or plants absorb us. If we are cremated, the energy in our bodies is released in the form of heat and light. And when we eat dead plants and animals, we are consuming their energy and converting it into our own use. Food is metabolized and digested, and the chemical reactions release the energy the animal needs to live, move, and reproduce. That energy does not exist in the form of a glowing ghostly ball of electromagnetic energy, but rather in the form of heat and chemical energy. And many ghost hunters say that they can detect the electric fields created by ghosts. And while it's true that the metabolic processes of humans and other organisms do generate low level electrical currents, they're no longer generated when the organism dies. Because the source of energy stops, the electrical current stops. So if you are dead, you don't radiate this low-level electrical current. Most of the energy that any dead person leaves behind takes years to re-enter the environment in the form of food. The rest dissipates shortly after death, and not in a form that can be detected years later. So, basically, contrary to popular internet belief, Einstein's laws do not prove that ghosts exist. So for those of you who are like me and want to believe that ghosts are real, there's low frequency sound. Just as the human eye can only see light at certain frequencies. The human ear can only hear certain ranges. You know how we can't hear dog whistles. And similarly to high-pitched sounds, human ears have trouble hearing low-frequency sounds as well, below 20 hertz, approximately. This is known as infrasound. And when we are exposed to these sounds at low frequencies, we get the feeling of chills or nervous feelings of, quote, revulsion and fear. So if you want to believe that it's a ghost making that sound, go for it. Otherwise, it might be something else, but that's boring. (laughs) So unfortunately, I was not able to find any scientific proof in my research for this episode that ghosts are real, but for the sake of the rest of the October series, we're going to pretend that they are. And (laughs) because I mean, if a lot of people collectively experience the same things at Edinburgh Manor, I think it's safe to say that there's something fishy going on there, whether it's like an episode of Scooby-Doo where people are pretending to be ghosts to scare everyone away from the treasure or lots of people really died there. Like 150 people died. That's 150 possible ghosts that could be on that property. And you're not going to catch me anywhere near it in the near future after learning about all of that, especially the fact that it was open until 2010. I mean, in just the, like, realistic, real-world application side of things, that's kind of disgusting that they had, like, an insane asylum open until 13 years ago, but that's an episode for a different day. Right now we're talking about ghosts and, you know, as I always say, we take Evie's word with a grain of salt because I'm not an expert and... I don't want to get in trouble for telling people that ghosts are real, so believe what you want, they are real, or they're fake, but they're really real. This is a subliminal message. (laughs) Anyways, I hope you like this little spooky series because I'm going to have three more episodes just like it, so I will see you next week on Midweek Mysteries midweek musings airs at 6:30 on wednesday nights on 106.1 fm in the quad cities area but you can also find it on spotify soundcloud or wherever you get your podcasts this podcast was recorded at the studios of kala fm st ambrose university opinions expressed are not necessarily those of kala radio or st ambrose university